0: dash plus dot com that's m u d dash plus dot com and use promo code try for a 15% discount or visit the link in the description
1: once we once we open that tap of happiness which emerges from within then also we find we find the energy we find the vitality when we when we do that to to manifest what we need externally as well. So we we find the abundance, we find the relationships that we seek, we find um, so many things in our external world that we think bring us happiness. We find them once we open this tap of happiness from within.
0: Stay connected to gratitude. Hit the follow button right now and join thousands of listeners tuning in each week. We're the gratitude seekers. Come join us. Hi Gratitude Seeker, welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today, with me from India, I have Rohil Jitmalani. He is a yogi and has begun his uh, journey on this path seven years ago. In a quest to find his true self, he visited many masters and guides from different parts of India. Soon the realization done that the real Guru is within, and other masters are simply mirrors. He has spent long periods of time over the past few years with his teacher, AJ Kumar, learning Ashtanga in the traditional Mysore style, and soon afterwards he began to teach, feeling the need to share the secret practices that have brought so much peace and fulfillment in his own personal life and journey. He is using yoga as not only a tool for physical transformation, but also to effect deeper mental and spiritual change. And how we met has a lot to do with this. A few weeks ago, I was thinking it would be awesome to have someone on the podcast to explore the deeper effects that yoga has on us. And... Beyond the the body itself, and after a few days, out of nowhere, Rohil appeared, having that exact perspective I was looking for, and so we got in contact, and now here we are. Rohil, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me on the podcast, and I'm really looking forward to this.
0: My pleasure. I'm really happy that the universe got us together, and. Um, that we're able to do this, even though we're we're so far away, and that we get to learn from each other and to grow and to share this amazing information with people from all around the world. So my my first question um, for you is: Why do you think it's easier to feel grateful after practicing yoga? I'm tell- I'm saying this because. In my own experience, whenever I practiced yoga and uh, usually when I did it for um, with a certain constance, like a few days or weeks or something, I felt that it was so much easier to feel grateful. Why do you think that is?
1: I think when we do, when we practice yoga, especially when we're doing the physical practice of the asana, we are really also connecting deeply to our body, to our breath. And um, when we do this, we are some somehow taking ourselves outside of the mind. And so it's easier to feel grateful because I truly feel that um, gratitude is very much linked to uh, losing a bit of our self-centeredness, a bit of our ego. So we need to lose a little bit of that to actually feel that uh, space of gratefulness. And uh, one way of doing that, of course, is to connect with the body, to um, reconnect with our breath, where we sort of. Find that connection not only to our body, but to things around us, to the air around us, to um, because the physical body is actually our only point of connection to nature around us, to the world around us. So, I really think that sometimes coming out of the mind and into the body helps us access that um, feeling of gratitude or surrender.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that perspective, and I I also think that we're somehow trapped in our mind when we're not moving our body when we're not doing something with our uh, body and um, i know that for you um, it is about the physical body but it's it's more than that it's the physical body actually helps us become a master of our mind how does the body influence our mind
1: Uh, True, of course, the physical body is our, it's our vessel. It's sort of the vehicle we are using um, in this life to traverse, to have the experiences in a sense that our soul wants to have. And uh, so when we, when a lot of people, when when they embark upon the spiritual path are looking to escape sometimes or are looking to reach this sort of bliss or samadhi that's outside of the body to transcend the physical body. But I find that, uh, A lot of the times the yoga practice is about embodying that spirit within the physical body. So bringing the soul or the spirit down here into the body. And uh, when we manage to do that, when we start to uh, become more grounded, uh, we start to reconnect with our body, with feeling good in our physical body, eating the right food, doing the right practices. Automatically, the mind begins to align. We start to see um, a way in which the body can support a healthy mind healthy emotions healthy thoughts and um, by also by raising awareness on the body so in our asana practice we raise awareness of the body we also then begin to raise awareness of our thought patterns our emotional patterns and things that are causing us uh, pain and suffering so i really find that uh, nothing is sort of separate so we can't just have a purely physical practice or a purely a mental practice, if we truly want to feel um, that sort of sense of satisfaction and connection.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I really think that one of the things that um, many spiritual practices lack is this this part, the, the physical part, the fact that we, we're not doing much with our uh, body, with the vessel in which we have our soul. And uh, I think yoga has that, and uh, you can really go deeper thanks to to these asanas and to this practice. And um, I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what's happening in our body and how how that relates to our soul when when we practice asanas, because I think... um, Many of our listeners know about different kinds of um, asanas but they might not know about what happens on, on a deeper level whenever we, uh, we take such practice on.
1: Um, so I would like to begin just by talking about the soul in general and its relationship to the body. I truly believe that we, uh, we are here in this physical body on this earth for a particular reason. And that reason is not simply to uh, try and find a way back to source, or try and do a, a sort of transcendental practice that takes us away from the body or makes us transcend the body. So we find a lot of meditation practices and a lot of other spiritual practices that emphasize on mind over matter. But um, I truly feel that we have come here to create um, that enlightenment, that paradise, that bliss here within the physical realm. And so souls have. Uh, chosen to go through this experience and I feel that really in the asana practice we are um, we are rejoicing in that fact that we have a body we are rejoicing in the fact that we can take care of this body to the best of our capacity and that um, we are truly bringing out the the complete potential that this body has to offer us because our physical body also Um, we shouldn't forget is a a result of many, many thousands of years of evolution. It's a a technology that has been created by nature and a technology that allows the soul to sort of uh, settle into it and experience uh, this amazing experience that we have, this complex um, myriad of emotions, thoughts, feelings, um, situations that we can experience through this body. Mm-hmm. So I really think that the asana practice is allowing us to to go deeper, to understand um, why we are here and to understand that um, this it's not a polarity of mind versus body or soul versus physical, but that we are trying to create that connection and that work begins from the physical body.
0: Mm, wonderful, wonderful. Have you seen, for instance, a, a connection between uh, the rigidity of the mind and the rigidity of the body. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. One of my favorite artists beautifully sings that if we open up our plans, then we are free. But unfortunately, it's usually not that easy, most of the time. We have responsibilities, errands, and things we said yes to that we didn't actually wanted to take on. I believe we'd have more time for that thing we always wanted to do, even if that's just taking a nap, if we were more proficient in setting boundaries. But I also know that doing that on your own is hard. Thankfully, therapy can help us do just that. An objective perspective from the outside is very helpful in becoming aware of when and where the boundaries are not clearly set or not clearly communicated. and use code 25Gratitude to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash gratitude. Code 25Gratitude.
1: Uh, most definitely. I I think that uh, we we store traumas in our body. So whenever we go through certain experiences that are unpleasant or we go through certain phases of our life, even a few months at a time, which are really difficult, um, we tend to store these, these difficult, these traumas, this suffering in certain parts of the body. Um, notice how, when you're in a dangerous situation, when there's danger, you, you sort of start to tense up. Mm-hmm. And, um, the same way, I think it, with any aspect, our body is, um, is basically a, a means to, of storage, and what it is storing is different memories. So, if we go, if we look at our DNA, our DNA is storing uh, memories of our ancestors, of the ev- entire evolutionary path that um, that has been there before us to bring us where we are. The same way, our muscles and our connective tissue, um, I, I see that as a memory for our past experiences within this life. And, um, so when we, when we are in a certain framework of mind, a certain state of mind, we create these blockages. So one way of course is also, and I've also found this for myself that if I go for a meditation retreat and I spend 10 days in silence, I actually find at the end of it, my body is a lot more flexible, a lot Mm -hmm. more, um, loose. And I, I feel a lot more lightness within the body. So I think it can be worked both ways. We can start to change our mind and that will have its effects on the body. And similarly, as we start to open out the body, what what tends to happen is that uh, blockages as they're released, emotions start to surface. And this is why a lot of people, um, especially when they immerse themselves in an asana practice, they start to feel um, quite a lot of emotions coming to the front. Yeah.
0: Mm I lo- I love the perspective I love the fact that it actually goes both both ways I I I was only thinking about how um uh the the physical practice helps us become less rigid in our mind but that makes so much sense like when we meditate we become um lighter we become uh lighter inside like how we feel but also in our body. And I think that's that's quite an interesting perspective. And I also wanted to um, to ask you if we are um, doing these um, asanas, doesn't that have an effect on, on our emotions in general? Like the, the flow of energies and emotions in our body. Like I think that has a lot to do with Gratitude as well. Like it's much easier to feel positive emotions when we uh, when we take on these practices. Uh,
1: Yes, definitely. And I think um, I think from an Ayurvedic and uh, yoga perspective, actually, that it's believed that all kinds of physical ailments and physical uh, problems, illnesses, sickness, all have an emotional uh, root. So actually. Uh, all illness begins from emotions and i think uh, sometimes when we feel emotionally stuck we I, at least in my my own experience when i felt stuck when i feel a bit low a bit depressed i find that just moving the body allows me to release those emotions it somehow allows the energy to flow through and it changes um it changes how i feel it changes how what emotions are running through me and i think one of the reasons for this is that because the, the, the asana practice also affects our endocrine system very strongly. And um, if we think about the human body, the human system, as a system of chemical reactions happening within us that are uh, predicating the, our state of mind at any point in time. So the release of hormones of endorphin, serotonin, dopamine, usually because these are off-link, they are not, um, they are not in the... They're not fun- our endocrine system is not functioning correctly, we sort of are feeling low, feeling down. And so when we do the asana practice, it actually helps to regulate our endocrine system so that the chemical reactions are happening the way they're supposed to be happening. And so we are having the right amounts of serotonin, dopamine, endorphins, etc. releasing into our system naturally so we can feel uh, better. And I think that's one of the huge bonuses of the asana practice.
0: Mm, wonderful i I love how you also uh talked about the the physical part like how our body works uh, beyond the the energies and emotions and how how it actually how our how our physiology actually works and um how these practices impact it and I actually have a a, a curiosity and i'm really uh curious uh, about your answer. Um, If you could link gratitude to one of the chakras, what chakra would you link gratitude to?
1: I would link gratitude to the the anahata, the heart chakra. Mm -hmm. I uh, I really think that um, the heart, because all of these emotions of gratitude, uh, faith, and um, because faith is very different from hope where we are, when we are in faith, we, we are in trust. We trust that things are going to work out well, and we trust that what, what we deserve, what has to come to us will come to us. And I feel um, gratitude sort of, it helps us to increase this feeling of faith. And also I think gratitude is also only possible when we surrender and surrender is another heart based uh, practice. And it's also one of the observances in the eight limb path of yoga. And I think that's where um, gratitude can seep into us when we surrender, when we uh, bow down to forces that are beyond us, when we stop looking at ourselves as the center of the universe and of and that everything should flow the way we want it to. But we rather align ourselves to um, things that are beyond our control.
0: Mm. That's That's a beautiful... Uh way of seeing things and of understanding the fact that we indeed are a part of this universe are a part of this earth, and that there are bigger things than than us and I was actually thinking about the fact that the earth was here before I was here and it will be here after I will pass you know yes. and uh it's it's quite interesting to to see that we are impermanent and uh, that we are part of something bigger and there are things that are beyond our control and the interesting thing is that there are these kinds of things that actually make us more grateful right yeah yeah like uh, the fact that there are things that are happening that there are people that are doing uh, Good things for us and are helping us in, in different ways that make us feel grateful, and it's not in our control. And I think that's, that's an important part of who we are as humans and uh, how this beautiful universe has been constructed. Um, and I also wanted to, to ask you about yoga, the, the yoga philosophy, and what does it teach about gratitude?
2: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co
0: Mood Plus, the supplement I told you about at the start of the show, contains a unique strain of inactivated bacteria originally isolated from mud or soil called M. Vacky. This comes from new research and it isn't a probiotic, but what does it do? This bacteria has been shown to promote mental well-being, stress resilience, anxiety resilience and also boost in mood through its interaction with our immune system and its helpful effects on inflammation. It works because in the past humans had far greater exposure to these kinds of bacteria before our modern sanitary living. Researchers call these good bacteria. Our old friends and are finding that they may have played a key role in regulating our immune system, gut health, and even mental health. Moodplus safely reintroduces your body to this beneficial bacteria. Get your mood plus now. Go to mood-plus.com, that's mud com, and use code TRIMUD for a 15% discount 25 gratitude.
1: So I think um, one of the niyamas, the observances is uh, what they call Ishwara Pranidhana, which is um, surrender to the ultimate or surrender to the divine. And um, so when we surrender to the ultimate or the divine, or it can be in anybody's perspective, it can be surrendering to energy, it can be surrendering to um, nature or any any of these forces that we see as the building blocks of our universe. And uh, when we surrender to these forces, we, we acknowledge that, um, that we live in a space where there are multiple other souls, where there are, uh, multiple other beings and that, um, our will is, is limited. Our ego is limited in being able to manifest exactly what it is that we wish. And most of the times we are also very unclear about what it is that will actually bring us uh, complete satisfaction. So a lot of people have a lot of desires which they try to fulfill, but they are actually, uh, they don't understand that it might not bring them the satisfaction that they seek and um, that actually the external circumstances around them are not going to actually bring them fulfillment. And so once we realize, once we come to this realization, even if not completely, even if just a part of us realizes this, we can um, then surrender to realize that in a way things if we just allow ourselves to go with the flow, in some ways we will, we will land up where we are supposed to. We will, um, we will affect the people that we're supposed to affect. People who are supposed to come across our path to teach us will come to teach us. Um, there, is a, there is a synchronicity, a field that is uh, working for us, which, um, which most people are, I think, unaware of or maybe most of the times also not willing to see because they do not want to lose control, they do, they want to uh, be in control of their lives. They want to be the leaders of their own lives. And while you can be a leader in your life, it's also important to realize that true leadership comes from um, from knowing that that there are things outside of your control. And so, instead of trying to make that turn that into into something that you control, you try to surrender to that and allow yourself to move like water, like just filling the spaces that it allows you to. And I think especially so also uh, when we are suffering, um, a lot of yoga philosophy talks about how, how we suffer because we, because we have certain cravings and we have certain aversions. So we crave certain things and we are averse. We are pushing away certain other experiences. And uh, so when we, when we crave a certain experience, we, um, we want something that is not here with us in the present. We want something uh, in the future based on our experiences of the past. For instance, I wouldn't be able to crave, say, a chocolate in in the future if I didn't know how it tasted, if I had not experienced it in my past. So craving takes us out of the present moment into the future and the past. And then we have aversion, which is um, what we are experiencing here right now. We are trying to push it away. We are trying to fight Against, um, against this experience. And so what gratitude really does for us is it brings us into that present moment. Regardless of what we are experiencing, what we are feeling, we are, we are grateful for, for what may seem a burden to others. We are still grateful for that. We are grateful for the lessons it's teaching us because there's always something to be grateful for. Even the hardest of experiences, say you lose somebody close to you you can be grateful for the things that they have taught you. You can be grateful for now they're um, their passing away, how it's bringing up a maturity in you, how it is uh, those emotions, those difficult emotions are allowing you to access parts of yourself, uh, parts within yourself that are breaking, that are sort of uh, losing, losing away control. And I think um, and really there is something to be grateful for anytime, anywhere, and when we cultivate this practice of gratefulness, whenever we are grateful, we, we recognize that it brings us back into this presence, into this present moment, and um, away from our cravings and aversions. So, in a sense, uh, gratitude brings us outside of suffering. It takes us away from suffering.
0: Wow. I love it. I think it's it's so important and it's so amazing to, to feel like you're enough, like life is enough, like you're in the present moment and you're, you're happy with what you have, you're grateful, and that is just an amazing feeling. Like it, it makes you feel like you don't need anything else and you don't crave for, for something else. And it's really something very beautiful that indeed gratitude can can offer. And I've experienced it um, quite a lot uh, after uh, meditation sessions or yoga sessions. It's such a beautiful um, feeling to be in in the present and to, to be grateful and to feel that that particular moment is enough. And uh, yeah, I think that's so interesting to to see that we're able to to feel those things in spite of not having some things or um, not being in a certain place in our life. How do you explain this? How do you explain the fact that we can find happiness basically beyond the uh, the physical the the things that we should have or uh we think would make us happy how do you explain that
1: um so i i really think at least from my perspective that happiness doesn't um doesn't reside in what we achieve it doesn't reside in our successes it doesn't reside in what we own what material things are around us um, of course, they can add to our happiness, um, but they are not—they are not the sort of spring from which happiness is emerging or emanating. And uh, I think that uh, once we once we open that tap of happiness, which emerges from within, then also we find we find the energy, we find the vitality when we when we do that. To to manifest what we need externally as well. So we we find the abundance, we find the relationships that we seek, we find um, so many things in our external world that we think bring us happiness. We find them once we open this tap of happiness from within. And um, I really think a lot of spiritual practices around the world, not only yoga and meditation, but different spiritual practices, I think most, most practices talk about going within, that um, going within is the seed of, of bliss, of happiness. That we must seek whatever it is that we are seeking from within. And um, even though a lot of people understand this intellectually, it's it's a little difficult to put it into practice. And um, this is because our I feel our entire, the way we are brought up, our education system, everything asks us, it makes us ask questions about what, is outside of us. So we, we develop this strong and keen analytical ability to dissect the world around us. But, and yet we don't, uh, we don't, we're not given the tools to start dissecting the world inside of us. We don't know how our own emotions work, how our own mind is working, how, how we, our own mind is causing ourselves suffering. And um, because it's so, it's, it's difficult to analyze ourselves because we are so, um, I would say, woven into our own stories, our own path, our own life, the experiences that are happening to us, that um, it's difficult to, to sort out ourselves. And I think um, this is really what it, it must be developed as a, as a practice. It's not that you can just go within and find happiness. It's not so easy, I feel. I feel that it's, of course, you have to go within, but you have to practice going within. It's not that you can just get up one day from severe depression and say that, okay, I'm just going to be happy. It it doesn't work that way. You have to actually, um, you have to practice it. And in the beginning, it might seem like it's not working and you are trying your meditation. You are trying your different practices. So it takes time. It takes a bit of time to to actually go with it and it's a practice that has to be cultivated the same way you cultivate a, a garden you know it's uh, overnight you can't just put a seed and expect a tree you need to water it patiently day after day month after month year after year uh, before that tree can grow and start to give you fruit so i see it the same way
0: that's so true and it makes a lot of sense since the the things that got us to where we are if we are in a bad situation usually took time to to build up and even even though sometimes we might not realize it and it makes a lot of sense that it would take a while to get out from that from that situation and um something consistent that uh that will help us heal and uh, get in a better state. Um, But I also wanted to to ask you about your experience with gratitude. If you remember the first time that you experienced gratitude and uh, how it was for you to discover these feelings.
2: What's the easiest choice you can make?
0: And use code 25Gratitude to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash gratitude. Code 25Gratitude.
1: Um, I think the first time I actually experienced gratitude was... Um, was on a night out with some of in college where i was with a few buddies and um, we actually had done a night trek and we were uh, atop this sort of hill in um out in the countryside and it was a, a really beautiful a full moon night and i think um i was just sort of awed by by the magnificence of nature by um, how much we had been given and how much we continue to be given by the earth even though we are uh, constantly as a species just taking and taking and uh, putting the systems of the earth itself into jeopardy and, and yet the earth keeps giving and giving and um, it was an experience where I, I just sat with this feeling of of gratitude for uh, for the ability to breathe, for the ability to be there for the ability to have this body to have this experience. And um, it was actually a, I would say, in some ways, quite a life changing moment for me, that was possibly the first time I felt uh, gratitude in to such an extent where Mm -hmm. before that, there may have been things I read, or, you know, I would do it for maybe a minute or two or a few minutes, but this was just hours of this overpouring of gratitude. And uh, I think that that, that night, that experience, it uh, it really shifted me in some ways.
0: Mm, beautiful, beautiful. And um, what about now? Uh, are you doing something consistently to feel grateful? Or is it something that comes naturally to you?
1: I would say that uh, like gratitude comes naturally, but it doesn't come naturally all the time. And um, so actually I, I make it a point like I was saying earlier that all, all of these things are practices and I make it a point uh, every day before I sleep to um, I actually spend between five to 10 minutes just um, thanking all the experiences, all the people I met in the day and then I go on to thank uh, thank my body, the food that's fed me and um. I would say there are many days that that I actually don't feel the the emotion of gratitude, even though I'm saying the thanks, you know. Mm-hmm. So some days it it might come across or seem to me more uh, robotic or like just a ritual that I'm doing. But uh, I found that uh, doing this practice for the last few years has um, in some way shifted me. Sometimes I may come feeling really... Uh, maybe a little low that things are not working out in my life the way I would like them to work out. And um, I do this practice and I go to bed feeling, uh, feeling a peace, feeling a calm, feeling like everything is meant to be. And so I think that just by doing that daily practice, it just brings me back. It reminds me uh, in times where I forget that, uh, that everything is the way it should be. Mm. And that, yeah to surrender to that process
0: that's so beautiful, and when you think about surrendering just before going to sleep i'm I'm so sure that it it makes for a, a so much better sleep like when you instead of thinking about all kinds of things that you might not be able to control, you surrender you you feel grateful, you surrender and You let it go and uh, I think sleep is is very important for all of us and uh, being refreshed in the morning and able to to take on the day is something that that's very useful so gratitude seekers think about it if you're not doing this already it might be a really good idea to take on this practice and to to enjoy a better sleep and also to, to end the day in, uh, in a positive note and uh, by surrendering I, I think it's, it's beautiful to, to do this and to have this perspective I will definitely uh, take this on as well surrendering before going to sleep because it's really something beautiful that we can do and uh, as I feel it it can really have a, a beautiful impact.
1: Yes, definitely. And I, I think the one thing I just wanted to add was that um, I actually feel in some ways that I have been sleeping better as a result of this practice. And I now I've come to see sleep as an opportunity we have every day to truly die and in a sense die to all our problems, all the challenges, all the difficulties, all the routine that we have to go through every day. And so when we, uh, when we do this just before we sleep, we have those few moments right as we drift off into sleep where we are, um, where we are just completely surrendered, as you said. And uh, I think that that's, that's why I, I really enjoy, I've come to enjoy this practice quite a bit.
0: Hmm. Awesome. Awesome. That, that's a really good tip and uh, I really appreciate you sharing it and uh since we're nearing the our time together i wanted to ask you if you want to mention a few people in your life that you're grateful for
1: um i am actually i'm i'm grateful to a lot of people in my life um i would say i'm particularly grateful to my parents for for the way they brought me up for the way they um allowed me to explore from a young age um even though it seemed like I was not doing the things that most people were doing, or I was not doing the things I should. (laughs) Um, but I think, uh, I think I'm, I'm grateful to them to give me this opportunity to come into my own self. And I'm also grateful to, to some of the teachers I've come across who have really, uh, opened my mind in terms of my practices, my yoga meditation, uh, i would also say that uh, some i am also grateful to i i work with a lot of uh, sacred medicines so i'm grateful to people who bring these uh, sacred spirit medicines and to who have dedicated their life to um to to the awakening of of humans who have dedicated their life to um to bringing us to bringing us back in harmony with nature in some ways and um i would lastly also say that i'm grateful to everybody out there who is uh, making a positive change first of all in their personal lives who are putting in the work putting in the effort to um to align themselves more to feel better in themselves and um, that is making a huge quantum shift um in in our global in our global uh, you can say climate and uh, also grateful for those like yourself, who are making a positive impact in the world around them, Thank in you. whatever field it may be. So, yeah, really grateful for that.
0: I love this perspective. And indeed, we are part of this earth. And the the better we feel, the better we we are as human beings, the better the whole environment is, whether that's the emotional environment, environment or... Um, the physical environment or the spiritual environment and I think that's a beautiful message uh, to end with uh, but I also wanted to ask you where can our audience find you I know that you have um, beautiful presence on Instagram um, a website
1: yeah you can find me uh, my or some of my offerings on my website which is um, shivatman.yoga s-h-i-v-a T-M-A-N dot uh, yoga. And uh, with the same name, you can also find me on Instagram. I'm uh, actually in the process also of uh, just starting up a YouTube channel where I want to share uh, some of my perspectives on yoga philosophy and stuff like that. It's still uh, new, but in the future, I hope um, I can get down to it and really put in some work, uh, getting some videos out there.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. So check out um, Rohil's Instagram website uh, and YouTube. He has some amazing pictures and some really great ideas that can can make a difference. So yeah, thank you so much for accepting my invitation and for being here with us.
1: Thank you so much for this opportunity and uh, for the work you do. I wish you the best.